Hello and welcome to Pop Off with Michael and Terry, a pop culture review and recommendation podcast with a queer and Mexican point of view. Well, what's new with you? Well, it is still Christmas season. I am getting ready to go to New Orleans tomorrow to meet up with Michael and his family. So I've just been kind of tying up loose ends. And yesterday I went to the Washington Square Mall, which is probably the biggest mall in the state, uh, the week before Christmas. And it was oh, absolutely crazy. But I had like Scott two more gifts. The... Yeah, Scott went to the mall too and was like, nope. And he left. It's wild. I got there right when it opened, so that was helpful. <clears throat> but by the time I left, I mean, also, I was there for three hours. I was, like, needing that, the last two presents, and then, thankfully, the Nordstrom people wrapped them for me, and then I dropped them off at UPS, and, like, it's all done. But, yeah, nice. it's that kind of last-minute scramble time. <clears throat> yeah. It must be a bit of a relief, though, that you're like, okay, but now I'm done. Yeah, all I have to focus on now is, like, finishing packing, get the house ready for the dog sitter, and, like, uh, make sure I get up in time for the airline, for the flight. Because, like, I have to be at the airport at, like, 5.30, but it'll be fine. Yeah. It's the holidays. It's always crazy. We can totally cut this, but who do you get to dog sit for you? Oh, um, a coworker of mine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she's awesome. She uh, knows Tucker really well, and we pay her pretty good um we can't really find anybody to watch alfie anymore <laughs> yeah really i yeah. yeah i mean i could always ask her if she's down to like yeah we'll um, figure it out yeah try another house but um so new orleans i guess yeah. you're ready for a are you ready for a snowy white christmas <laughs> oh sure i just talked to michael today and he was like oh it's sunny and it's 70 degrees and it feels so nice don't forget to pack shorts and i was like yes i cannot yeah, wait yeah i was gonna say i think I, you know my husband's really feeling the like December yeah blues and so some sunlight and some warmth mm -hmm. might not be a bad idea yeah I'm really excited for that <clears throat> yeah um, yeah how are you doing I'm all right um I don't know if I told you this if this is too gross we can cut it guys <laughs> but I was <laughs> did I tell you I was sick last week I don't think so no uh -oh. oh get ready so okay so you told me that you guys have recently got a Peloton, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Scott and I got one a while back. And we used it for a while. And, like, I have a Fitbit that I wear, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I try to, like, get in my steps. I try to, like, you know, yeah. be active, do something. Just because, like, I for my work, I sit all day. I draw, yeah. I write, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I have for, like, and I say this full well knowing that I could try a little bit harder. But for the past, like, couple years, I have tried so many things to lose weight mm -hmm. and not because I like want to, I mean, sure. I'd love to be, you know, thin and cute, but like mostly for like my health. Right. I don't want to yeah. like develop diabetes. A couple sure. of my family have had that. And like my doctor is just like wanting me to lose a little bit of weight just to be more healthy and to get mm -hmm. some numbers, be better, whatever. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll try whatever. So I tried, like I was going steadily um, to the gym, just like treadmilling weights, whatever. Didn't lose any weight. Was drinking yeah. like nothing but water. Right. Yeah. Um, did the Peloton for like months. Yeah. Didn't lose any weight. Yeah. Right. And just by default of working out, I will drink a lot more water, you know, and like mm -hmm. you're supposed to, and that's good right. and whatever. Okay. So my doctor was like, well, if you want to try Ozempic, <laughs> right. And I was like, well, I don't know, like maybe. And she's like, okay, well, if you want to try it, just let me know, blah, blah, blah. So I definitely shouldn't have done this, but, um, I took a medication that was very similar to Ozempic. Mm -hmm. I took it for two days. Mm -hmm. This was last week. Mm -hmm. On the second day, I was like, oh, I don't feel good. And then that day, I threw up 15 times. What? No joke. I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. Whoa. And it was, it, yeah, it was bad. And I couldn't get anything in my stomach. Like, like, you know, like you're dehydrated when that happens. Yeah. So you need to drink a lot of, I had the worst headache because I'm dehydrated. So you need to drink a lot of water. You need to like get some food in your stomach, especially if you want to take ibuprofen or Tylenol or whatever, yeah. you know, but then anytime I would drink water, li literally drink water or eat some like saltine crackers, it triggered it. And then I would go throw up again. Oof. Oh, and I was like, uh, what? So this was last Wednesday. So like a week ago. Uh -huh. right 
yesterday was the first day that I finally started to feel like my stomach was normal again. Wow. It was insane. However, on Monday, I went to the post office and the lady <laughs> at the post office was like, have you lost weight? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why I have. <laughs> it was like, hmm. And then I weigh myself and I'm five pounds lighter. Okay. okay. I, You're like, guys, I, I, don't, out. I, I don't recommend, I would rather be fat yeah, than go through yeah. that. Oh, I yeah. don't recommend that. I so don't was, recommend that. Was it a pill or was it a? It was uh, a pill. It was okay. like a, basically the same kind of, these almost the exact same kind of medication, just like more pill generic form. one under a different name. Yeah. In a pill form. Zempic is like a shot. And I think you yeah, do that like and, once a month or something. Right. No, this was like a pill that you would take. And Oof. other people who take it, like some of the side effects are like, you know, slight nausea or whatever. I'm like, slight? Oof. Slight. Oof. Girl. Let me tell you about the slight. Um, it was crazy. pretty bad. That's and crazy. so like, Anytime I would eat for the past, like, you know, four or five days, I just kind of had an upset stomach. Yeah. And so I feel like maybe I messed up the lining of my stomach or something and it took a while for it to get Oof. back. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. But that's not worth the five pounds. I'm sorry. Uh, like, no. Throwing so... up is the most traumatic thing that I could ever do. Like, I hate throwing up. Like, <laughs> oh, nobody likes it. it, but like the fear of it, the like nausea before, the anxiety, it's just, I, I'm traumatized every time. So yeah. Like, um, what's that? Like, oh, I hate throwing up in public. Oh, me too. <laughs> From <Brody laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was bad. So I'm just yeah. glad that I'm feeling better now so I can enjoy like all the like yummy holiday foods and whatever. Mm -hmm. But guys, just, you know, get your steps in. So like, Oof. I'm kind of doing a thing now where like Scott and I are going to like, uh, compete and see who gets in the most steps Ooh, nice. just to like yeah. stay active and whatever, you know? Totally. And so I'm just going to try to do that. And like, even Scott's doctor was like, yeah, you're in your forties. You don't need to do that P90X shit. Just like, no, you know, get in like your steps, just do yeah. what you can just like yeah. stay active. And then that's kind of all you should or could do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I will like walk on the treadmill for like an hour just to get steps in. And then I might jog for like a few minutes literally I've, like i've tried to like i'm gonna get into jogging right and then i will try to and i know it's a lot of conditioning but i'll try to do it and then like literally after two minutes of jogging my shins are on fire mm -hmm. and i'm like i can't i can't go any further yeah. so i you know i don't I, I understand that like everybody's like no pain no gain but i don't want to be in constant pain every day at the gym so that like yeah. i can see a tiny result no like that's well, not I, I don't work that way. My brain doesn't work that way. If I, I mean had, either. If, if I'm in pain, then I associate what I'm doing with pain and I hate it and I don't want to do right. it anymore. So like that negative association is just going to ruin it. So I've been yeah. using Peloton and I've been loving it because it's in the house. <clears throat> I walk by it. I see it. And I'm like, I can do 30 minutes. Um, and I've gotten really into the classes and the app and like, I love Cody Rigsby. And oh, Cody Rigsby. I knew I, you were going to say that. I love him. I didn't think I would. I don't know why I thought he might be I a little too much would. or like, no. I don't know. I don't know. It's like that gay competitiveness where I'm like, are you, am I just going to find you annoying or I'm going to be jealous of what you're doing, you yeah. know? And I'm like, nope, he's like relatable and funny and cool. We have the same taste of music and same opinions about stuff. So I love him. And and just like, I like getting on the app and like planning out my week ahead of time. And like, for me, it's been a really easy thing and I get a good workout yeah. in. And yeah, I'm not like dropping pounds left and right, but like- At least it, you feel more active. Every day I do it, I go to work and I feel so much better all day yeah, long. What, yeah, it's like, even if it's just something that helps elevate your mood. Yeah, maybe it's something huge. you Maybe it's something you do that like, just makes you feel- in yeah. a better mental space you know there's some classes on there that are not classes there's another thing on there that i actually enjoy and you can kind of set the music to like you can just find like a playlist or whatever but mm -hmm. the screen what it shows is like you choose like um san juan puerto rico or you choose like yeah. whatever and it's like half an hour of just like bike riding through that area i've i, I need to find that because i've never found Those, it on that machine. oh you, like just just go through the classes and try, okay. try to find like there's like different subsets and stuff. I'll, I might just, you know, go back and try to find yeah. them and show you and show you, but like, there's some pretty cool ones. There's like one that's like London. There's cool. like, yeah, it's really cool. Like I, apparently, you know, someone just like bikes or drives through London and films it. And then sure. that's what you're watching, but like, sure. it's kind of like you're biking through it. So that's kind of yeah, cool. I love that. That sounds great. You yeah, guys, I... Pel Peloton did not sponsor this. No, uh, it didn't, but, but they totally can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. no, I've, I've really been loving it. It's been great. It's been a good addition and it's helped me through like the cold weather for sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good, good. 
I don't know. We've spent a lot of money on it. I should use it, right? You should. You should. The thing I, I guess the thing that I don't the, the thing that I that gets me through the gym is being able to choose my own music or watch what I want. Sure. And so sometimes like the person is kind of motivating, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then other times I'd be like, I would do this for an hour if I could watch my own thing. Yeah. You know, so like that's the only kind of drawback, I think. There's a there's another lady, I don't remember her name. But she was like, um, she's British, and she does a lot of the, um, a lot of the biking classes, mm -hmm. whatever. But um, she was like a professional dancer, and she danced like during like the Spice Girls era, like oh, in fun. concerts and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. But she's fun. I like her too. Yeah, I if I go to the gym and I'm just like, I'm gonna listen to my own music. Uh, I'm gonna do maybe a half of the effort I would do if someone wasn't telling me what to do. I need to have really? someone be like, we're going to do this for 30 minutes and this is when it gets hard and this is when you take a break. Like, I need that kind of like direction. Otherwise, I'll be Some like, people really thrive. I think on I'm that. good. Like, I don't hold myself accountable at all. For me, I'm like, no, you know what? Whitney Houston's going to get me moving better than you. Don't tell me yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. well, Good. I'm glad that you're enjoying it and that you're, you know, yeah, using it. Really I need to good. I need to use mine a little bit more. I think it's if honestly I, I, I think ahead. it's helped me from uh not getting sick because everyone oh. around me has been sick for months. Knock on wood, I'm not. But like yeah. Michael's gotten super sick twice. Uh just oh. this fall. All the kids are sick, people at work, like there's a crazy cough going around that's like a 30-day cough. Okay, um, but you work with kids, so are you always, like, on hyper alert? Like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I wash my hands like crazy. I hand sanitize all the time. And I'm also exposed to a lot of germs. So I think my yeah. my immunity or whatever is just really strong. Nice. Um, yeah, so let's pop off about some stuff. Let's do uh, it. How about we it? pop off about movies? All right. Well, I think, I, you know, I've been as always, jumping into the Christmas movie genre this time of year. We're in mid-December. And I've noticed, for one, there's uh, Slim Pickens. And I think it's because of the yeah. strike. I think the writer's strike. Because... I didn't even think of that. And I, know, I, I think you're totally right. Every year, there's like... Every single streaming service has two or three that they're really promoting with a lot of famous people and like, you know like high-end films. And these and are that, things that probably would have filmed during the strike. And so definitely, they did Yeah, because yeah. they bust them out pretty quick. So I think, yeah, I think the strike derailed our holiday films this year. And you've, you'll notice on Netflix, they are promoting a lot of holiday films that are not in English. So they're trying to import mm. a lot from other countries because there's just not a lot for them to provide right now. So that being said, there are a couple that have been brand new. And maybe you can kind of tell by the quality of the movies that they had to make them really fast, I would assume, because yeah, there hasn't been a single new movie this year that's Christmas that I've been like, this is a good one. I will watch this again. They've all been pretty bad. Some kind of entertainingly bad, but like bad. So you watched this too, the best Christmas ever. <laughs> I, I did. With Brandy and yes. Heather, Heather Graham. Jason Biggs. Um, Jason Biggs. Yeah. Some hot Mexican guy. Uh-huh. So what did you think of Best Christmas Ever? Okay. I'll, I'm going to be really honest. Mm -hmm. I think there were some moments that I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cute. This is mm -hmm. good. And then there are other moments where I'm like, where was the script doctor? Like, what? Like, some that are just like, I don't, I don't get this. And I could say so many things. But I will say that the one thing that I truly don't understand, I really don't get about this movie, is that Heather Graham's character is supposed to be old friends with Brandy. Mm -hmm. While at the same time, her husband, Heather Graham's husband, dated Brandy's character in college, yeah. but Heather Graham doesn't know about it. Right. Like, are you are you good old friends, or do you or do you, or not? Like, how into so who which so whose life were you in first? Yeah, like that's not established or written well at all. Because she's like, wait a minute, so you guys dated, dated, and it's like, well, if you're good friends with her, girl, wouldn't you know that your yeah. husband? Like, I so I truly don't understand that. Because the, the, the whole yeah yeah I mean the only other thing is spoiler guys, but I don't know if you're gonna watch it. But the only other thing is that like there's this weird mystery about brandy's son and then when you find mm -hmm. out what it's about it's like why would 
how first of all how could they hide this and why it's a really weird thing to hide and and like it's something that i think if you knew her at all at all so the premise is you know heather graham and brandy are distant friends from high school they don't really talk anymore but then she keeps getting the christmas cards from brandy every year like the and it's letter like, the family yeah. update thing and it's super braggy and she hates it she's like i wish i could see her in person and Which, tell her guys kind of a cute concept for a movie right it's totally like, oh, well because yeah. then her son puts in the address of brandy's house instead of heather graham's sister's new house and so he like you know, they is the little there. sneaks or they end up there, they end up getting snowed in. So now they're like stuck in yeah, it's it's a good premise. It's like it is about the Christmas letters that people send out that are really obnoxious. And okay. it's about like but they see they get snowed in and the cars under all the snow and they're like, Well, we can't go anywhere because of the snow and the roads. Literally the next morning, Brandy's like, Let's take your car. Let's go like, to town. What? Yeah, and yeah. she's like, Oh, but you know, um the the driveway here is like heated and then the road they do a really good job of paving the roads like well you can leave now then well then i guess you can go to your sister's <laughs> right. uh why are you still here because it's so still i needed miserable. another i needed another reason yeah there had to be to... or like yeah like you know maybe or, or like, wants to like like she should have found out like oh or suspected like oh, wait my husband has been talking to her like so like maybe then she wants to investigate so she decides to stay like right. move some stuff around a little bit you know yeah because then uh there's also the subtext between heather graham and brandy's husband where they start getting flirtatious and staring into each other's eyes and like yeah having a weird thing and I was like, where is this movie going? Are they going to yeah. split up? Are both couples going to split up? And then they just never talked about it again. So it was bizarre. You know what I thought? So here, here's what I would have done. What I thought would have been cute is Heather Graham and Brandy's sexy husband have this moment where he's like, well, do you find me attractive? Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess you're hot, whatever. He could have said something like, like, yeah, I just, you know, like it's obviously we find each other attractive yeah that doesn't that doesn't mean that we suddenly don't love our spouses and that we're right. gonna what cheat, cheat on them or whatever right. like exactly we can we're adults here we can acknowledge that you're beautiful you know you're a beautiful woman but you know what you're with your husband your husband thinks that you're gorgeous and beautiful and like that's all that matters and and merry christmas yeah <laughs> like, you know <laughs> so then, yeah there's just some weirdness some like weird things they do in this movie i don't know and then they really did not stick the landing because the last 10 minutes were a train wreck of an ending literally, of movie. literally literally stick the landing literally they could not like considering considering the hot air <laughs> we have this first of all we have a solar powered hot air balloon what air balloon is off like electricity like how could you have a solar powered hot air balloon it doesn't make sense and how could that and it's about how her son invented this to like help the world and i'm like because we're burning so many fossil fuels from hot air balloons like that's i don't think that's like a huge like yeah impact on the environment so that was ridiculous and then we have heather graham hanging from the ladder oh. on the hot air balloon with I'm a sorry. sled like this, that got attached this... to it that she crawls into the sled and i was like that would fall off and she would die immediately absolutely because, like i couldn't even have that suspension of disbelief to be like oh it's a christmas movie like it gets so far with that and then they had the audacity to throw in actual santa claus <laughs> and it's like i know this is not that kind of movie like this is not about right. the real magic of christmas because a lot of movies are we have elf and yeah have... what is this elf yeah yeah like where it's like oh santa's really real but like she gets Miracle stranded on the side of the street yeah she gets stranded on the side of the road suddenly there's this guy here who's basically santa and is like giving her advice and then he disappears with twinkly lights and i was like what are we doing here i don't understand this no and and i I mean, it's already such a weird trope for it to be like, turns out Santa has been real all along when it's like, you know, about a realistic family. And I'm like, okay, you can't, I can't, that's really hard for me. It's like the the movie, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, where it's right. like, they're all like, I can't believe he still believes in Santa. And I'm like, he was in your house. He was real. Like, where do these presents come from? Um, so I don't know. It just was. It, I mean, it should have, it should have been cut to like, that guy's wife in a car being like, come on, Hank, what exactly. are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, that was a cute little nod to, ooh, Santa, but it's actually just some dude. I can I can dive in deep into a lot of these really ridiculous Christmas movies. There's a few more I'm going to talk about that I loved that can go really far with the, like, camp and ridiculousness. But, like, this was one that it didn't have enough humor or cute moments or 
you know, interesting plot twist to keep me interested at all. I didn't like it. If this, if, if there had been a little bit of like shifting in some of the events, the script mm -hmm. had been like looked over a little bit more. And, and I don't know, like, I don't want to, I don't know. If there had just been a couple other things, it would have been like, okay. Passable, passable, yeah. like digestible. Um, yeah. yeah. So best Christmas ever. I give it like one out of five candy canes. Not, oh. not, a, not a fan. <laughs> you know what? I'll give it like one and a half. Okay, fair enough. I will say because I see the I see the potential. Sure, I will say that Brandy looks incredible. She has yeah, she not aged good. a day. Um, anyway, that's true. So, did you watch uh, Holiday in the Vineyard? That's a I new one. Trying to catch up on work, so that's like the only the best Christmas ever is the only one I really got to watch. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's sad because you watch such a shitty one. But um, <laughs> so there's another new one that came out 2023 called Holiday in the Vineyard, and I won't get into it too far. But it's essentially it's it's a pretty cliched uh plot where it's this um high power vineyard like this conglomerate like uh wine company who wants oh. to buy this like mom and pop shop little vineyard, and so the CEO is this like powerful woman, and she sends her like mess of a son to go infiltrate and check it out and figure out how to buy it and then of course it's owned by this uh widowed mother of a kid uh because they have to be widowed they can't be divorced because right. you can't have an exy mex a messy ex around you have to have this tragic story and a kid who needs a dad and then it's yep. just like the the movie wrote itself but um that's a trope such a trope christmas such trope. A trope um it was I'd I'd give it like I don't know three out of five, but like oh, so it, that one was better. It and... was better. It at least like knew what it was. It was self aware, and it had it didn't have to throw in any kind of like real Christmas magic. And but it was, eh, I'd, I'd I'd say it was meh. It was fine. Hmm. Um, yeah, there okay. has there's not really a lot that I recommend this year. Though there's those two that were like the two that were brand new. There is one I watched that I don't think I've mentioned yet. Did you bear with me? Did you watch Genie? No. Okay, so I think it's on Netflix. It stars Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I've seen the ads for it. And it's a Christmas movie and it's uh -huh. kind of cute, but she okay. but, but but buckle up cuz she does play a genie. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, but it's kind of cute. I and enough of a I think budget that they were able to like, you know, have someone look over the script, have a, have a, a you know, decent kind of like set person and costume person and Melissa McCarthy's in it. And, you know, yeah. so like, it's, it's actually kind of fun. Okay. So I, um, and it's, it's one of those movies. It's like, you know, where um actually genies can grant as many wishes as you want. So, I you know, it. then it gets, then it gets crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that one's a kind of a cute holiday movie. Like that might be something cute to watch and sure. check out, whatever. Um, but anyway, check that one out. Um, cool. You watched another one, didn't you? Oh, a couple the, more. The Family Switch, which has you, you, you told me like uh, avoid Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that one. Uh, and, and I'm like, oh, is no. it me this year? Is it me? Like, why are these like so painful this year? Um, it has Jennifer Gardner and Ed oh. Helms, and it's essentially the same plot as 13 go going on 30. Oh, but no, it, I've but it's the this. entire family. So the mom switches places with the daughter, the dad switches places with the son, and the baby switches places with the dog. And it's oh, just, no, oof, it is it is rough. It is very rough. It's it's very cheesy. Um, It's the same jokes they have in, you know, Freaky Friday and. You know, I can't believe you're going to go out there dressed like that. You have to be me. You have to go see what it's like to be a high school kid. And of course, at the end, they find appreciation for the, all the struggles that each of them go through. And it's just, ugh, I wasn't great. Wasn't great. So I didn't know that was a Christmas theme. It is. Yeah, it's a Christmas theme movie because it's like they're at the uh, the planetarium looking at the North Star and then like all the planets align at one time and like shoot this beam through the North Star and it like shines on them and makes them all switch places. And there's like an old lady who's like a magical witch who literally was like there at the planetarium being like, I know what I'll do to make these people love each other. And it like, and and then like the whole movie, they're trying to like figure out how, then they figure it out and they're trying to go back to the planetarium because the, the planets are only aligned for so long, but they have to oh like go God. live each other's lives for a couple days. Um, It was, it was bad. 
I'd say it was what a weird bad. what a weird concept for a Christmas movie. Yeah, especially because it's uh, Jennifer Garner who's done thirteen going on thirty. So it's like, what is this? Like you're doing this again? Yeah. Like the Christmas film, and and she even says like, "What am I thirteen? Like it's like she references Don't, the movie, no. and it's just it doesn't it doesn't stick the nobody landing. Nobody needs that. It nobody doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I'd say this is a year to go back to some. If you really want to go down the bad Christmas movies, but in ways that are satisfying, I'd go to things like I watched one on Hulu called A Timeless Christmas. And this, Ooh. I watched this and I was like, this is what I'm looking for. I want, I, I, want a, I want a really light plot line. I want it to be a really ridiculous uh, circumstance. So this is about uh, a man in 1903, who's the head of a manor. And he has a magical clock called the Christmas clock. And the uh, because of the full moon, of course, uh, and the way the clock was wound, he gets transported to the year 2020. And oh, no. and now he and like his house is now a museum and his the lady who owns it and like hosts the tours is like the great, great granddaughter of his love. And that movie actually does stick the landing in a weird way like it's incredibly cheesy it's very fluffy but it's it's silly and it's really fun to watch with friends and like pick apart because it's really nice but like the whole time we were just like i couldn't get past the thought of like okay if someone from 1903 lived in this time like and he gets in a car like he would be screaming his head off. Like, oh yeah, there's like like stuff we're that's in a been about like yeah, there's stuff that's been written about like if someone from the past came to the to the now, like if they actually their brain, did. their brain would not compre- be able to comprehend. He would have a like, mental breakdown. Yeah, and like his teeth would be rotted. Like he would be a disgusting person. Like he would stink yeah, immediately. He would stink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they take like a bath maybe once every couple of weeks, and they wear the same clothes like every day. Like. And I'm like, can we not? I mean, I he would be so racist. He'd be racist. Oh, yeah. He'd be sexist. It's like, okay, you want to like be with this guy from 1903? Do you know what he thinks that like women should be and do? And also, he's like 30, yeah. so like, is he about to die? Like, all that stuff is uh really silly, but like weird. Yeah. So, a timeless Christmas on Hulu. If you want to lean in to the bad. Yeah. Go watch that one. That one's good. The other one's not bad in a good way. And then I did a revisit for A Night Before Christmas, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, with Vanessa Hudgens, because we haven't had a Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie in a couple years. Yeah, she and was the Christmas queen for a while, right? She was, and I thought that was going to keep going, and maybe the writer's strike, I don't know. But um, that movie is the same. It's like a guy from the 1300s uh, coming into modern day. And I just love how that happens and she's like well come stay in my uh guest house because you obviously need somewhere to stay and it's like the 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 like transition from her like not believing him to believing him is very gray it's like for at first she's like oh he thinks he's from the past and i'm like yeah i if i met someone who was like i'm from the year 1300 i'd be like you are a dangerous person like you're not someone i can be around She's um, just like falling in love. <laughs> You're like she falls girl. in love with them, and like also he would be disgusting. He'd be covered yeah. in like fleas. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie. That's the movie you should write. Is like what would really happen? I think is that it? would yeah. Like like a reality, like a real situation of like how awful it would actually be. Like ew, get away from me. <laughs> it's like I want that, but and like my friend was saying that like she wants a movie that's like a uh, a Christmas film, but like set on January second. So like holidays are over and it's like, okay, you left your high powered uh, office job in the city. And now you live on a tree farm because you fell in love with someone over Christmas. Like what now? Oh, like the aftermath. Of, yeah. Like yeah. actually you like left all of your friends, all of your stuff is still in your apartment. Like you don't have any money. Like, what are you going to do in the small town? Like it was really yeah. pretty. And now it's like January and gloomy and you're just going to like do what now? Like, have you seen that SNL skit they did? like last year about the Christmas movie where it's like, um, I think it was SNL, it's like Ellie Kemper or something like she, she goes home and, you know, she like meets this guy 
that oh. she knew in high school and he's like working at the christmas tree law uh-huh. or whatever yeah and then he's like yeah and i voted for trump she's yeah. like oh she's okay. like never mind never mind like, yeah yeah bye-bye <laughs> uh-huh yeah. yeah and then yeah 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 so that's funny that's i rewatched I um i rewatched love hard because it's like probably mm-hmm. my new favorite christmas movie oh, from so the past good. few years mm-hmm. um and that i like i i don't think in an ironic or like whatever way i I genuinely think it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and just really cute. Um, but yeah, this weekend is sort of when like, I'm going to watch all the Christmas movies that like, I have to watch or it doesn't feel like Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. especially because this year Christmas is on like, I think a Monday. Yeah. Right. Or, mm-hmm. um, so we've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday to kind of just like watch all the Christmas. Like I, you know, I got to watch the home alone. So I got to watch, um, uh, Scrooge is my favorite. The uh, yeah. not Scrooge, duh. Uh huh. That's okay. But Scrooge, the like Albert Finney, nineteen seventy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on YouTube, guys. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I'm gonna just kind of like watch all the ones that I want to see this weekend. There is one that is out in theaters right now that I noticed is also on Amazon to like rent, and I kind of want to see it. But it's called "It's a Wonderful Knife." Okay. Oh. <laughs> so- Yes. So is it Justin Long is in it, right? Yes. And he plays the mayor of this town, but it's about this w- yes. young woman who's like, it's basically it's a wonderful life, but a murder mystery because like then nobody, like, you know, she it, she sees an alternate uh, universe where she didn't exist, but but she knows that in this world there's a killer out there, so she's the mm-hmm. only one who knows who it is, mm-hmm. um, and she can't get anyone to believe her, I guess. Um, so it's like a Christmas murder slasher comedy and i i really want to see it (laughs) i watched most of it i fell asleep to it but michael kept watching it yeah i forgot did you like it so far i did i remember like i really was trying to stay awake but it was like that sunday afternoon feeling where you're just like really wanting to nap and then when i woke up basically when the movie was over michael was like oh that was a good movie you should have watched it so uh what i saw was great it was a great premise yeah that's a good recommendation for this year yeah i want to check it out yeah i'll probably check it out yeah. Um, nice. Well, let's pop off a little bit, unless there's more movies. That you no, want to no, that's it. Then let's pop off about some TV shows. Okay, um, what are you watching? So there's a couple things that I just want to mention real fast. I don't need to talk about them extensively, but um, one of my favorite shows is The Repair Shop, and it's been notoriously hard to find because it's on, like, just the BBC. But The Repair Shop YouTube channel has started uploading, slowly, full episodes so like all of season four is on there, season I think two. Um, now they're gonna start uploading season five. But it's just a, if you want something on like a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon that just feels like Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. but like for fixing stuff. And it's always surprisingly emotional because it's someone who's like, "This is my teddy bear and it survived the war and my right. mom gave it to me, but she's no longer with us." And you know, and so and this it's is just British. really great. Yeah, isn't and there so like, like a isn't there like a really attractive guy on it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I have like a day where I just watch that show a lot, and I just like I like follow him on Instagram, and like sometimes I'm like, wait, who is this? Oh, it's that guy from the repair shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just carpentering away. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, just, yep. um, my favorites are Julie and Amanda. They repair like stuffed animals and teddy bears Fun. and stuff. They're that so is great. really and satisfying. Then, and I also like Kirsten. She does like ceramic repair so someone who bring they'll bring in a pot that's like practically dust mm. and she'll like glue it back together and then like wow. do all the painting retouching and cool so it's really good they've just got cool experts and then i also love when they bring in something that's like um so someone brought in an a, like an automaton from the 1800s that was a tiger that when you wind it up it growls and then it jumps but oh, it's wow. made out of paper it's made out of like paper mache and leather and whatever. So then they have to have the leather expert and the paper expert and then the machinery expert like all work together to like fix it. Totally. So that, that, that's kind of fun. Anyway, so that's a really cool show. If you want to like, if you just want really something really relaxing, check out the repair shop and that'll make you feel good. That's a good show. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this series. Um, and I know that, you know, you kind of have, I, I kind of like this depending to like when someone's like, you got to watch this, you'd love it. You're like, mm-hmm, we'll see. Um, but I don't know if you've ever seen any of the like Avatar The Last Airbender cartoon series. I have not, but everyone tells me I would love it. Okay. Um 
next to Buffy, it's that and Korra, which is the sequel series Mm -hmm. to Avatar, is probably like my favorite TV series ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been rewatching them just as like a comfort thing. And I've also just been rewatching them because in February, Netflix is releasing a new live action series based on the first season, you know, of Avatar. And so like, I want to watch it in preparation for that. Um, but it's just also just a comfort watch. And it's just like, I think a really amazing series. People don't give it a chance. I think, cause they're like, Oh, well, this is for kids. And it kind of starts out that way, but then it quickly becomes very layered and like intricate. And it was Nickelodeon's like kind of first cartoon that you had to watch mm. every week or you'd be confused, you know, like mm-hmm. something like all real monsters, you can kind of just like tune in yeah. on a week and you get the concept, but this was an ongoing story that like you needed to get anyway. Um, I discovered that there's a podcast, an official podcast for the show called Braving the Elements. Mm. And Janet Varney, who um, is the voice of Cora, she's a friend of mine. She and um, Dante Bosco, who did the voice of Zuko in Avatar, they're the hosts of this podcast. And they review every episode, but they also interview like the voice actors on the show, the creators, artists that worked on the show. So that's really satisfying. And then they'll have like celebrity fans of the show on. And the episode Fun. I just listened to is like an intense episode, but the guest they had on was like Joel Kim Booster. Who's that? Oh, he he wrote and started the movie Fire Island. He's a comedian. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I love that he's so into the like he, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, totally yeah. into the show, got into it because of COVID. And I didn't realize that the show gained a lot of new fans at the height of covid because that's when they finally released it on like i think netflix and paramount but like it finally went online to stream in a very available way and so then a lot of people just binged it during that time um but anyway it's like my number one recommendation and right now my friend chucho who um is a filmmaker in mexico he's watching all of it and he he literally started out like I am never watching this show, Terry. The animation looks terrible. I hate it. I think it's so stupid. I've seen like uh, TikTok compilations and it's just like, it just looks so dumb. And now he's literally reviewing episodes on Twitter and like, oh my God, this was the best episode I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it's very satisfying for me. That's awesome. <laughs> so those are two kind of rewatches. And then I'm also a few episodes away from finishing The Crown, like okay. the whole series. Have you watched that? I haven't watched the part two with William. Being so older. I've just been starting that, and I, I, I'm gonna say that with so much of the first part of the final season being about Diana, and so much of the second part being about Will, I know it's called The Crown, but like the show is about, in my opinion, it's supposed to be about Elizabeth. Yeah. So it feels like I'm like, can we get back to that? Like, let's let's that. do that. Yeah. And there's a great episode that I just watched, which was fantastic because. It flashes back to the like the 40s, and you, it's all about her and her sister. Um, so they cast a girl. Like, I literally said this to Scott. I was like, "Is that Claire Foy, or did they do like CGI to make her look like eight years younger?" Hmm. And Scott's like, "I don't know." So I looked it up, and it is a different actress, but she sounds oh, just like her. She wow. looks just like her, but she's like a little bit younger because they were like teenagers at this point, right? Yeah. And the episode is this little known story that I guess really happened about when the war ended and Elizabeth and her sister Margaret snuck out to go dancing like at like a club with like Americans. What? Like black Americans. What? And so, yeah. And so of course everyone's like, you mustn't, you know? Yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah. Okay, whatever. And so it's just a really interesting episode because like Margaret kind of basically says that's that was the real you mm-hmm. the you that you had to sacrifice to be this you mm-hmm. and i was like that's so sad but that is so sad. um but it's a really beautiful episode it's it, the costumes are amazing the acting's great it's a, that's probably one of my favorite episodes this whole season but i mm-hmm. do wish a little bit more was focused on um elizabeth the the guy they cast as harry in the second half mm-hmm. tragic doesn't look like him doesn't sound like him like Ugh. at least they kind of tried with will Sure. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, from the clips I've seen, he he looks like him. He does, but with Harry, they did not even try. Oof. So yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I think the the actress we talked about this in the last episode, the one that played mm-hmm. Diana, 
Mm-hmm. She did so great. They they do a, you, you might have seen this one, but have you seen the episode after the one where she dies? Yeah. Like where the she, like, ghost, the ghost yeah. Diana? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of weird. I'm like it is weird. It's just like people know. dealing with grieving in their own ways like what they would have said to her, what she would say. Well, yeah. It, I guess what I don't like is that the ghost Diana appears to Elizabeth and Elizabeth's like, "Are you happy now?" I'm like, I "Girl, know, I know." That's not that's not one that's not what she would have said. She would never would have said that to her. Two, like that like give me a break. Like come yeah. on. Yeah. Um anyway, but yeah, it was just kind of weird. Um but yeah, the episode where she, where the where the car accident does happen, was interesting to watch just from the point of view because I didn't know stuff that like that apparently like we don't know, but that like Dodie may have like proposed to her and she said no, right? You know what I mean? But yeah, like, th- yeah, I guess he did have a ring on him, but she wasn't wearing it, and so like you know, so like who knows? Yeah, but, that gets tricky. I was thinking the same thing of like, how do we know? How do we know? We don't really happened. We don't. Yeah, we don't. Well, that's a kind of, what's kind of weird. Scott and I were talking about how like there should be some sort of like I don't know, like a, not like a law, but like some sort of thing about like making TV shows about people who are like still alive. Because mm-hmm. because we were watching like the Will and Kate episode, and we're like, this is weird. Like yeah. they're like. They're like 40, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And, and this is weird. So like with Diana, obviously she's like not around anymore, but it, it reminded me a little bit of like, because I wrote a book that comes out next year about Frida Kahlo. And I was like, I don't know how to write some of these scenes where she's talking about her like art show with other artists because like, we don't know what they would have said. And I wasn't, you know, obviously I wasn't there. Yeah. And my editor, one of my editors was like, make it up. Ugh. And I was like, what? You're filling in like, well, a lot of gaps that <laughs> Right. But they were like, well, but nobody knows what they said. So yeah. it may as well have been what you think they said. And I'm like, mm. oh. Like that was kind of crazy to think about, right? Yeah. Um, obviously Nefrida's not around anymore either. But like, yeah, like making something about somebody who is around. Yeah. Should you do you, you know, like that's a conversation. Should you have to get the permission, permission of the person? I Should mean, you have to, you know, who knows? Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, they they do things like that all the time though like they have like made for tv movies about like the life of madonna and who she really was or they did like yeah. a britney lifetime movie and you know they didn't ask for any permission um like lifetime had a time where they're doing that a lot like they did a tlc movie they did like right like all those movies that are just like well these people are still around but you're just gonna like come out here and say what they did and right how, you know what they went through when they're not even a part of the project that'd be bizarre but um Totally. Yeah. The only other thing I really watched recently was um, the George Santos Z-Way interview. (laughs) Yeah, I watched that too. I feel like insane. I feel like she could have gone in harder. Honestly, I feel like she goes in hard a lot, and she and she goes in really hard with people, and I felt like she was like a little. I don't know, gave him a little bit more grace than I was expecting. I was like, dude, well, here's go what for I'm the gonna jugular. Say. Here's what I'm going to say. Obviously, I'm not a fan of him. I don't like yeah. him, don't care, whatever, gross. And the thing about Z-Way is that she thinks like 10 steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And she like, she pulls you into exactly mm-hmm. what she wants you to say. And that's why I love her. You know, she's like clever and mm-hmm. really, really smart about her interviews. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone really like get one up on her. And he did. he did. And that makes me mad because she she asks him, it's, I think it's the most important part. She asked him, what could we do to get you to go away? Mm-hmm. And he's like, stop inviting me to your gigs. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you won't because you want the content. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what to say because it's true. It's so true. It's so and I'm true. Like, oh, damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot better than I thought he was going to do. I I think he's a terrible person. I wish he would go away, to be honest. But I also am guilty of like, you know, when I see TikToks of him going down the hallway holding some baby that's not his and he's being weird about it. Like, I am fascinated by him as a person and just how ridiculous he is and out of touch he is. And like, you know, when Bo and Yang does him on SNL, I like live for it because he's so easy to like mock and be like, look at this ridiculous person. Mm-hmm. And it like kind of represents how a lot of people in Congress are. They're just like completely out of touch and like totally willing to do shitty things and like lie about it. So there's that. But like end of the day, he's not someone who deserves like a platform. Like I don't right. want this to like continue. Like 
I'm hoping he's a flash in the pan. I hope that like we all kind of can eventually get over it and be like, okay, you're done. You had your moment. Yeah, you know, I agree. I don't want him to. Anyway, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that guy. Yeah. Um. Um. Have you been watching any shows? We're the just only mostly thing doing I really, the Christmas movie thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, between the Christmas things, I, the only thing I've been watching is the Real Housewives of New York because I've only watched Beverly Hills and I've only been watching that for a year because I started it on the plane last February. So it hasn't even been a year. Oh. I've watched all like 12 seasons. Um, and so I just watched the new cast of uh, New York and it's great. I'm really into it. It's really fun to see the difference between like Beverly Hills where they're in mansions with like sprawling property to New York where like these are people just as wealthy and they're in apartments, but these apartments are just like eye candy. And the Real Housewives franchise has just stared away from the people being actual housewives. Like it used to be. Oh, yeah. They were married to these powerful men and they were so bored and they'd host events and they would just fight with each other and drink. And now it's like independent women who are not even married who are like self-made do their own thing and it's like yeah what a misnomer are they they're like hardly real and they're hardly even housewives <laughs> yeah they're yeah exactly like like what where's the housewife element of this like they're not they're or, not real how they're not real housewives yeah like three all. out of the seven are even married um so crazy yeah but it, it i mean it really makes me love new york and just all the things they do there but uh but i've just been busy great are you gonna watch um salt lake <laughs> so last night my friend scott you know scott was trying to tell me to yeah. watch salt lake city because he was like it's crazy like they're it's just like a different different flavor of it like it's a it's weird, but I do want to watch it because they'll they'll like talk about their Mormonism and their background. I can see I because of my Mormon background, I can't I can, I I wouldn't be able to watch it. I could see because that because the the thing that I don't like the hypocritical nature of like oh I'm a Mormon but I also sell tequila. It's right, like girl, yeah. then you're not Mormon. Right. Like right, then right. what do you and and you're only clinging to it because of the cultural meaning Utah like um, necessity. Otherwise, you know for for shame. Right, you know, so I I wouldn't be able to watch it. But do you ever anyway. see those? Do you go on TikTok at all? Yeah. Do you ever watch? Do you ever get the it, like? Sometimes my TikTok will take me down this rabbit hole of like people being interviewed on the BYU campus. And oh they, yeah. I see those all the time now, and they're like, "Would you the... rather lose your virginity or watch your grandma die?" Yeah. Would you rather? What they say. Yeah. I heard. Would you rather drink a cup of coffee or watch your family being skinned alive? And he was like, "I guess my family being skinned alive because I can't drink coffee." Like, it's wild. And then it's like they'll talk about people like, think it's. I mean, that's that's the religion I grew up in. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. And then they'll like talk about how they've never tried a Pepsi before, but then like last night they were soaking with their partner, and then they like go into. It's a wonder them. I'm this sane. <laughs> Seriously, like. It's wild that, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Anyway, so let me know how Salt Lake is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of uh, had a lot of pride for never watching Housewives ever and being like, that's not something I watch. And it just kind of looked messy from a distance. And then I watch it closer. I actually watch it now and it is messy, but it's extremely entertaining. I don't fault anybody for watching it, especially because yeah. like I, I watch super trashy like reality totally. TV. Who cares? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's your flavor, that's what you totally. like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing I like about our podcast is like we don't, you know, if something's not for us, we're like, okay, cool, but we're not yeah, gonna totally. be like you should. It's like no. you know, whatever floats your boat, yeah, we'll whatever go for you want. It. Yeah, totally. Um, I say let's pop off about books. Okay, let's do comics. it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I you know, I haven't honestly been working a lot so i haven't been reading much but yeah i have been reading um legend of Korra and avatar comics duh but i have been doing that just because the one thing i want to mention is there's a lot of stuff that happens in those two series that people are like we still have questions what happened to this character what happened to this character we want more of this and guys it's all in the comics and yeah. the comics are written by the creators of the show so if, if you can just like work your attention span to be able to sit for like 25 minutes and read mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you'll get it you know yeah. sorry that like you don't get to sit and just watch the show but you know so check those out those are really amazing they're great great comics and then the only other thing i've been um checking out is this comic called boyfriends and it was a web comic by their art name is refrainbow 
I don't know. But um, the setup for this comic is that it's about a jock, a nerd, a prep, and a goth who are basically in like, I don't know what you call it, a polycule, polyamorous relationship. They're all dating each other. Okay. <laughs> and it's a cute little like, I'm showing you. But, oh, it is you know, cute. Obviously the, obviously the like, you know, listeners uh-huh. can't see you. But like, it's just a cute little comic and, you know, whatever. So oh, Boyfriends? Yeah, it's just called Boyfriends. Um, so that's what I've been checking out. Um, what have you been reading, Mike? <laughs> well, I am breaking my silence on talking about Britney Spears, The Woman and Me. Um, Let's so do it. I, uh, yeah, I, I read the book in less than a week, and I have a short attention span with like books. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to pick a book up, um, and sit down and read it. And this was not a hard book for me to finish, uh, for a few reasons. <laughs> <laughs> for one, it's you know not super long; it's around two hundred pages, I think, and. The font is a little big. The margins are a little brought in. It kind of reminded me of when I would like write a paper in college and I was like trying Mm -hmm. to get by. But uh, the other, the main thing is just, I found it so intriguing. I found it to be such a fun, in-depth read about her. And, you know, there's been some highlights that a lot of people have brought up about Justin Timberlake and about her family. But like, uh, there are some overarching, arching themes that came through one being anything she was doing was never as bad as the punishment that she got. It never deserved the punishment that she got for it. And also she just was deprived of having any real consistent love or normalcy in her life. So starting off at the beginning, she uh, talks about her family. She talks about her grandparents and immediately she's pointing out about, how much toxic masculinity was in her family from both sides. And her grandmother suffered from severe depression and was from London, was from England, um, and spoke with a thick British accent. And Brittany uh, loved her grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, And her, so she was really close with that grandmother. Her other grandmother, um, so that was Lynn's mom, her mom's mom. Her dad's Mm. mom was a super tragic depressed person and uh lost her child i don't know how but she or her son i think she lost her son and she took her own her own life on her son's grave so oh my god and she was also put on lithium for many years um so there's a lot of connections already there where i'm like wow her dad put her on lithium for a few years like she was going through a lot of depression and her British grandma, she was really close with, and she was like this big personality that she loved and how she would talk about when she was around her grandmother, she would talk in a British accent too. And how that was like a comforting thing to talk like her grandma. And then you cut to like, she's being swarmed by the paparazzi in 2007 and she's talking with a British accent. And I'm like, maybe that was a comfort thing from her childhood. Maybe that's something that she kind of grew up doing. Like it maybe isn't as out there as we think so she talked about her family a lot and then her upbringing and a a huge takeaway was just how horrible her dad is how much of an alcoholic he was how absent he was from her life how he'd be gone for days on actual binges and you know he'd come back just a complete disaster and then he would fight with her mom until you know all night long and Brittany wouldn't be sleeping because she would just hear them fighting. And, you know, her dad would be passing it on the couch. And so it was bad, bad. It was it was bad. Yeah. And that was her childhood. Um, and then, like, things kind of start, started getting better when Jimmy Lynn was born. But by the time Jimmy Lynn was born, Brittany had already, like, they have a pretty big age gap. So, like, Brittany had this whole other life before Jamie Lynn that was super hard. And it was just before she was ever on, like, Star Search or anything. So... Uh, or maybe around the same time. But, like, there's this whole other life. So when Jamie Lynn came into the picture, her dad kind of cleaned up his act. So Brittany has a lot of trauma from, like, those first six, seven years of her life from her dad being abusive and horrible and an alcoholic. Uh, And that all kind of came into play later. So 
you know, she started doing a lot of talent shows. She, she obviously was like a good singer, a good dancer, loved to perform. So mom was like pushing her into all these things that Britney loved to do. And she eventually got in Star Search. And then that led into her trying out for the Mickey Mouse Club. And then she didn't get in. So she tried again and she got it. And then it was like, okay, she's the small town Louisiana girl on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, that's a big deal. And that's when she met Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake and, you know, Carrie Russell, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, all these people we know were on it. But then after that was canceled, they all went off to like L.A. or New York to continue their careers. Brittany, at the age of like nine, decided herself that she wanted to go back to Louisiana and have a normal childhood. So I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting. Like she had the wherewithal at that age to say, I don't want this. I want to go back. I just want to go back to my hometown. Like this was fun, but I'm done. So something that really struck me was uh, she had a pretty normal childhood from or normal life from like 10 to like 15. She had these mm-hmm. like five years where she was just like a normal girl. And what I always thought was that, you know, she just was on this path of stardom from being five years old on Star Search and it just never stopped. But like, that's not the case at all. Like she had a huge break. So she has a, a history of being a normal kid in Louisiana mm-hmm. and she did all the things other kids did. She lost her virginity in high school. She played on the basketball team. She got caught smoking cigarettes in the gym. She would like sneak out and make out with boys. She was like a very normal girl. Um, and then she decided to get back into it. And her mom was friends with uh, Larry, who Larry Rudolph, who was her manager for her whole career. So the two of them got together and they Larry knew Max Martin somehow, who is like oh. a man who's written every pop song we ever know that's like top the charts. And so they flew her out to Sweden and essentially just Britney and Max Martin did her whole first album, just the two of them. Like they just sat in a studio and like busted it out and he pushed her really hard and she intentionally stayed up late at night to have a tired voice. She stayed up as late as she possibly could because she wanted to sound more grown up on Baby One More Time. So like Mm. a theme was just how how involved she was with every stage of her career that we always knew, but like, it was just really satisfying to hear the stories and to like make connections of who she really was. You know, she was, her mom would like drive her to Mississippi to Biloxi, which I've actually been to Biloxi. It's a weird like casino town in Mississippi, but like her mom would drive her there when she was like 11 and 12 and they would get like daiquiris. Like she'd get drunk with her mom and smoke cigarettes. And like when she was like 11, like she had a wild life, but like a very normal childhood. Like that, like Michael was even like, that's pretty normal actually for like the South. Like, like, yeah, we'd take little sips of daiquiris. Um, But like, (laughs) yeah, little sips. Um, I think like for me, a huge thing was just how how genuinely kind I think she really is as a person and how honestly innocent she is and naive. And she doesn't understand. I don't think she ever really understood how famous she really got. Like she knew that she was, but like, how could anyone really comprehend that the whole world is staring at you? And um, she did her best with what she was given, but like, pretty much for the whole her whole life she's had people dicking her over and including just the general public and she would point out she pointed out every single thing that was a huge controversy with her with her shaving her head with her driving with her kid on her lap with like i don't know attacking a car with an umbrella like all these things where she was like yeah i was pissed like yeah i, I was mad like Yes, I did hit their car with an umbrella because it was the first thing I could grab and I was pissed off at them. But how bad really is that? And she's like, if you think of dudes who completely trash their hotel room and break, throw the TV out the window and light it on fire, they're like, they're just rock stars being rock stars. But I hit a car with an umbrella one time and I'm literally locked up in a mental institution. So it is wild um, how much she has been controlled and how much just how, how quickly people are to hate her and to make fun of her and to mock her. And I still today have people be like, oof, oof, her videos, man. And I'm like, yeah, they they're quirky. They're weird. They're, they're she looks a little like 
Oh, like her Instagram videos. Yeah, her Instagram videos. And but like the way people are so quick to be like, I don't think she should even be free anymore. Or like, I don't think she's okay. And I'm like, why? Because she's dancing? Because she's spinning around? I think a common theme with Britney is like the the punishment never really matches what she's doing. Like if you take yourself out of it and you just look at it outside perspective, you're like, it's just a girl dancing around, even with knives in her kitchen. Like they were prop knives from a Halloween store and people were like, she's going to kill herself. And it's like, no, she's not like, she's playing with props. And like Shakira just yeah. did it at the Super Bowl, And she even said that she was like, I love Shakira. Like we're just so quick to hate on her. So yeah, I really, uh, I don't know. For me, it really like solidified a lot of how I've always felt about her. She talked about how she like can just, she has this like extra sense where she can feel her real fans out there in the world and how much we like love her genuinely. And she was like, I just know that they're there. And I'm like, yes, we're here, Brittany. You are feeling <laughs> me. Um, so she, you know, she's had a lot of trauma. She talks about how she never had a great childhood and it wasn't, she was like, you know how like a lot of celebrities who don't have a childhood because of fame, they get older and they act a little weird. Um, and she's like, I'm not one of those people. She she didn't have a childhood because of her dad. It wasn't because of the industry. It was because of her dad. And the mm -hmm. reason why Jamie Lynn and her don't get along is because Jamie Lynn has never seen that side of her dad really. Like oh. by the time Jamie Lynn came around, her dad had kind of cleaned up his act. And so Brittany has a lot of resentment for her dad that Jamie Lynn doesn't understand. And instead of believing Brittany, she sides with her dad. So that's really where their Weird conflict is. Um, she hmm. just doesn't get it. She wasn't there for it. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I it really made me not like her family. All, all of them. She talks about how many times she goes back home just to find a sense of normalcy and how they just either don't acknowledge her presence in the room or they talk to her like she is a child or a mental patient and just how crappy that must feel from your family. And she's been wanting like a real connection with them her whole life and just has never really gotten it. And Jamie Lynn will just like be like why'd you buy mom this house it's such a shitty house like i don't like it and she'll be like girl i bought it for her so she doesn't have to pay rent somewhere like the like entitlement of her family yeah. is just out of control um, that's crazy so there's a lot to unpack i could go on and on but it was weird to read it was a strange experience as like a diehard britney fan especially in the beginning and how much I had to defend liking her um, and how much people really hated her, but, or they just loved to tear her down. It was just such an, a thing that people yeah. really did. And I never thought she was a role model for people, maybe the first couple of years, but then she grew up and her fans did too. And I evolved with her and I saw this artist that I loved um, and I loved the art that she created. And it was like just a way for her to express herself and people took it way too seriously. And um, it was just triggering for a lot of people. And it was strange that uh, what she was doing wasn't that crazy at all. So yeah, uh, I genuinely like her for her art and what she creates. And um, I think people saw her as what she represented more than who she was as a person. Um, so that was that was my big takeaway. I think it's an incredibly good read. I think if anyone's curious about Brittany, I think this book needs to be considered the only documentation of her life, not rumors, not conspiracy theories, not TikToks, not based on what her family says. I think like this book is what we need to lean on and be like, this is Brittany. This is who she is. Like, this is her words. This is like her story fully addressed. So I'm so happy she did it. And I understand why she didn't do an Oprah interview. She didn't do any, any live interviews with anyone when she was offered millions of dollars to do it. And she was just yeah. like, nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. And now I see like, she doesn't want someone else to tell her story. She doesn't want someone else to have their lens. She like paused all of that. It was like, I'm doing this myself. And this is exact, exactly what that is. So huge fan. It's called The Woman in Me? The Woman in Me. I'm a little disappointed it's not called I'm a woman now. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I'm a woman. <laughs> well, just because I'm, you know, I'm not yeah, a girl. Yeah, I'm not a girl. Not not a woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a woman now. <laughs> I'm a woman now. 
Yep. Because yep. I think one of the one of my favorite things that Britney's ever done is um, following up um, "Baby One More Time" with another song that had the lyrics. Um, my, my loneliness ain't killing me no more. <laughs> it's like update time. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, guys, if you're listening to this and you want a little bit more Britney mania, did you know that we have another podcast? We do. Called Thank You, Britney. Thank and you, Britney. And you can listen to all the episodes now. Mm-hmm. It was such a fun project and it reached a bunch of different countries and it was, yeah, it was, really, it was really fun, fun to do. Yeah, it was a COVID project that um, ended up doing really well. It was I don't great. know if I told you this, but like, I don't even remember what flight I was on. Maybe it was a flight to New York or something, but um, I was looking at, I was like, oh, I'll just put on like a podcast or something and like, just like fall asleep or whatever. And I had like three podcasts <laughs> downloaded and to the two of them I'd already listened to. And the other one was one of our Britney episodes. Oh and I was like, you know what? Why not? I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And it was fun to re-listen to, even just even for me, just because yeah. like even though we were on it, it's like we don't remember word for word what we said. We don't oh. remember exactly what we talked about. So I love that we have this podcast that we have, thank you, Brittany, because those things are kind of like a time capsule. Like, they are. You know, you go back and you listen to it and you're like, oh yeah, we talked about this. And mm-hmm. and another another layer of time capsule because one thing we discovered doing that podcast was, for me, was the level of nostalgia of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was the year that they also did this or that the Spice Girls song came out or mm-hmm. that they did the the VMAs. And I remember, you know, it was really cool for a that lot. too. Yeah, a lot comes yeah. back. Yeah. So thank you, Bernie. Yeah. Oof. All right. Well, All I, right. Think that's, I think that's, like that's it for what this we got. Week. Yeah, totally. Well, I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday or whatever you celebrate. Holiday, happy non-denominational holiday. National, yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I need to go listen to uh, Patti LaBelle ask where her backup singers are. Or else it doesn't <laughs> feel like Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite video in the world. That is. I, Merry, I'm going to send Merry you. Christmas. Uh, oh my god oh okay have you seen have you seen are you ready to jingle your bells oh my god yes i have are you <laughs> ready to jingle this. your bells let's do this <laughs> every year like those so three good so good i want someone to do a whole christmas compilation mm-hmm. like like a drag queen to do a whole like lip sync spoken uh, word lip sync for all of well there is a drag queen that just did a lip sync to the patty labelle on oh amazing amazing so good that's so good all right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.